Hello and welcome to another episode of This Particular Album is Very, Very Important to Me. I'm Deborah Tarika. I'm Joel Spence. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them. And here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional connections. Great and also not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. Hello. Hi. All right. Um. <laughs> We're the best at this. Yeah. This is where Joel and I shine, yeah. is, is it, saying hi to each other and introductions. <laughs> Don't stifle those laughters. <laughs> Jamie, we, hi. We'll, we'll get to you in a bit, but please, I want to hear your voice. Oh, this is how it sounds. Say that cuss word you, you want to okay? say. Are you okay? Fuck it. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh god. Um, uh, oh god. <laughs> so as always, we will start with our um, with reg- no ban. We start as always. We start with no banter, <laughs> no chemistry, no chit chat, no chemistry. <laughs> We're sitting in separate rooms right now. <laughs> um, no, no eye contact. No clue. No, no really. clue. Just our, no clue. Um, but also like a really fun segment. What is no it called? Fighting. Oh, good question. <laughs> Thanks, Janie. It's called this particular song is very very important to me. Oh, we do. Introduce Cute. it every single time, but you know no. what? I'm comfortable. Well, there with might that. be new listeners. Yeah, that's right. And so, people might be going like, "When's it going to happen?" They've already done so much courteous. fun banter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's actually courteous Thank to the you. listener. Yeah, Thank and also you. people might have to take a year from recovering from listening to one episode and then need They're to be heavy. reintroduced. Right. To, They're heavy. They um, might want to know why we're about to talk about a song that you picked, it, or Joel. It's because they can't reach their phone to change the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> advance thirty seconds. Advance. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so what is you go? Okay, me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is a this was sort of a breaking choice. Uh, like f- only five minutes before you arrived, oh, I was like, I don't I, even know what it is. Yeah, I'm very I, excited. I, uh, I was. You know, sometimes I think about what we're going to. We potentially might talk about because of the album that we know we're going to do. I saw your song. I, don't, I have no no idea about what that song is, and Great. I'm very excited. Great. Um, but I no I, one does. I realized that there's something about. There's a big connection about uh, broken hearts uh, yes. in this. Uh, th- that'll be the theme today, I think, or one of the themes. And and then I, uh, the other thing is, I I just forgot about the song. But I think if you know me, you probably know this fact that if there is any musician that I would like to be just for a moment at their peak, it's Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of Queen. Yeah. Uh, and I'm 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 saying that sarcastically because I don't think anybody would. I was about to say, like, I thought we were good friends. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I did not that. I, think, I was instantly going through my brain of, like, who he, you might be talking about, yeah. and that was never going to make the list. Like, not biographically, just uh, that man, when he, his voice is so incredible to me, yeah. that, and w- his, how he presents himself on stage is just so fun and uh, without fear, that yeah. I sort of, like, would love to you do that. You want to channel that. I want to channel that. Um, but he has a song called It's a Hard Life off this random album oh, called so The Works. Excited. And he is so, he's so dramatic. He's so, like, he the, when he talks about his work, he's so detached from it. He's always just saying, it's just a stupid song I wrote. But they're also full of drama. Uh-huh. And, um... Because uh, it almost feels like musicals. All Queen songs feel like yeah, musicals. I love I They're love events. For the listener, Joel is, he has entered a different state. Yeah. (laughs) This is a tricky situation. His voice, he is amazing. I've only got myself to blame. It's just a simple... This is more lyrically... Uh, much more distant than Alanis's, which she's like feels embroiled in some of those songs about it's like just happened. Yeah. Her. But this one is more distant, and it's like it's called "It's a Hard Life." You know what? What are you gonna do? Kind of thing. Um, it's like philosophical. Yeah, it's more philosophical. Every single Queen song 
every single song makes me want to like put my arm around the people and like sway. <laughs> like yeah. it's just like everybody should be singing every song. It's yeah. so big. Yes. Yeah. Like it's grand. It's hard to not just be drawn into it. Yeah. yeah. And I think he was so good at writing those kinds of songs that are operatic, I guess, for lack of a better term. Does he write all of the songs? They, they're all individual writers, but I think he has a huge part in, even if he hasn't written the song, in arranging it, because he's the one that's going to have to sing it. Yeah. This part right here. It like brings tears. Like it's yes. yeah. music that powerful is very. It's like so. Yeah. So I, I feel like he's got so much talent that he could just throw this song out, and it wouldn't mean that much to him after he's done with it. It's yeah. just like that's nah, one of these songs. When you're My favorite part of their whole story was their performance in Live Aid. They weren't, it was kind of a dip in their career, and they had also played in South Africa and uh, during the apartheid and Ooh. gotten a little trouble and yeah. uh, with the rest of the music industry. And so they were a little unaware how they'd come off, and they, they felt bad about doing that. I think they recognized that it was a mistake. But in Live Aid, you only had a set amount of time and everyone, uh, because they're all, everyone has a huge ego, everyone went over. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and that was a constant struggle because everything was delayed and equipment and all this stuff. And Queen came on and took the day. Really? They, every other band sort of sounded like crap because nobody really rehearsed, but they had it down. And there's a clip, there's a shot from the, above and behind them towards the end when they do their final, I think it's We Are the Champions or whatever, where you can see the the light bulbs that indicate to the performers, it's like green, yellow, and then red is when it's time to stop. Uh -huh. And they <laughs> they stop it right as it's turning they to, they were like, they were the best rehearsed. Oh, that's cool. They were just tight. They were just so tight and the audience just, uh, was so won over by them and him in particular because he just he he did, I reportedly didn't want to play, and then he he just walks onto the stage and uh, annihilates kills, yeah. Kills, yeah. So oh, I recommend cool. it's on YouTube. I recommend it. Oh, I like cool. that. Um, the sort of final thing he, he leaves us with is uh, he's just sort of lamenting how it's hard for him to stay in relationships and hard. Um, but this final, he's saying, like, uh, with all the regrets, with all the regrets that he has, he's saying, I, I did it for love. And that's such a... That's nice. I did it for love. Yes, I did it for love. That's nice. And knowing what did happen to him, it, I can't help but think about, like, that could could have been his final statement. Uh, right. Of, of, and, of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, okay. That's so. a good song. I'm excited that I get that song now. Yeah. I get it. I get to you have get it. it. I um, own it. I own this song now. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's an undeniable premise. Mm, it's a hard life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because. Yeah. No, it isn't Freddy. <laughs> um, My turn? Yes. You can always tell when I'm sincere when I start sweating. <laughs> it's also <laughs> warm in here. Um, uh, okay, so. Is it a little warm in here? I, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, that's exactly <laughs> what's happening. Um, okay, so the song I picked. So, okay, so here's a little back yeah. background. And this is how it kind of connects. Um, with your pick, Janie, um, is okay. So I picked. So I'm. I'm not like. I'm, 
I picked a Bare Naked Ladies song. Okay. That's right. And I, the first time I ever heard, or, or like, I, so I started in brand new school in ninth grade, um, and my sister was a big Bare Naked Ladies fan. I think they had like maybe one album out at the time. This is when they were still playing like small shows at like um, Universal, like on the like street, very small little like shows and stuff. So they were not big in any way, but right. they, my sister listened to them. Um, I think the first song she played for me, I'm sh- I bet she played a few others, but the first time I really started listening was uh, on my first day of ninth grade, they have a song called This Is Me in Grade Nine, and she played it for me while she was driving me to the bus, and I fell in love with them, and they, um, like, it was while I was still shaping my sense of humor and stuff, and I, like, their voice, the them as a band, the melodies, the lyrics, everything, like, I loved them, and... Um, I listened to them all the way up through. I stopped listening to them now. I don't enjoy yeah. them as much anymore. But oh. I still like the old songs. Yeah. But not this time. Not this time. And the weakest thing I've ever done was to stay right by your side. Just like this time And every time And I will always love them. I used to have like dreams about being friends with them. Like yeah. they had a documentary that was like amazing that Jason Priestley directed, which connected <laughs> wow. a lot of things in my life <laughs> that together. That is amazing. Um, but this song in particular, it, this is called um, Break Your Heart. And it's from the live album um, that they did. And it's originally off of their third album, I think, Born on a Pirate Ship, which is one of the concerts that I've talked about before that was like one of the best ones I've ever gone to. We just got like front row tickets because nobody was going to see them. And uh, it was yeah. at the Wiltern and I went with my mom and my Felt sister. Felt like your, ba- your band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, this wow. song is like, it's a little bit different than the rest of their songs. It's not uh, it's not silly. Most of their right. songs are so silly. And so that as my humor changed and grew, that's why they kind of got left yeah. behind. But Stephen Page sing is the lead singer for most of the, or for the time that I love them. Yeah. Um, and he just, this song is like so beautiful. It's just a breakup song. Yeah. Follow through, even half Loving you. Like there's a part in it, just like your song, where it's just like every, we're gonna just stop and listen to it. Cause he's just like belting it out, and it's like most of this is from his perspective, and then the part where he belts it out is is like quoting the woman, like yeah. get the fuck, get yeah. over it. Um, oh my god. Stunt was the last album that I was like, this is great, and that's their first like big hit. Yeah. And then beyond that, I was like, meh. Yeah, I I really liked them. My girlfriend at the time loved them, and she was like, you like it was felt like her band. Like they had seen, she had seen them. Yeah. When they were starting. And... Oh, I like this section. This is the part. Yeah. That's where it's coming up. But... Yeah. How could you be? really a soulful yeah he's got a is. great voice you arrogant man <laughs> you arrogant man this is him singing from her perspective mm-hmm. what do you think that I am so this is it's we're coming into it it's happening my heart Yeah. <laughs> so you can it. hear the crowd singing with him on yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. so great. Uh, and this live album, it's called like Rocks, Rock Spectacle, Rock Spectac. <laughs> I, I don't really, I've, I've never known exactly how to pronounce it. Yeah. It's just 
It's like that whole album is so good. I listened to it last night after I picked the song, and then mm-hmm. I listened to it, and I was just like, like it, it, if it hits me at the right time, like it will, it can make me just break down. Even the happy ones, because it just takes me back. Sure, it's like really wonderful. Yeah, it's just good feelings. I only have good feelings for them. Yeah, that's cool. Still want them to be my friend. But. Yeah, <laughs> it's different, different now, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> guest is Janie Hedda Tompkins. That's me. Hi, Janie. Welcome Hi. to the program. I forgot I wasn't introed yet. <laughs> <laughs> In our hearts, you were. I was just like spewing it. No, we out. love it. Okay. And people, when they, um, it'll be listed. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah, your you'll name. see so, it. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi, yeah. everybody. I just got an email this morning from someone who introduced himself. Which was really funny. He said, "Hi, I'm <laughs> with with the at reply in his name." I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was. Uh, it, I don't know. Introductions are just on my mind, guys. Um, <laughs> we're so happy you're here as I look at my phone and don't make on ca- oh, contact with you. thank you for um, having well, tell, me. Tell us. Okay, so I, I've, I've been very excited about doing this. Thank yes. you. This, you guys were mentioning This particular yeah. podcast. Tell us yes. the album you chose. Tell us what you chose. Okay, picked. so um, basically... A while back, Joel's like, we're doing this fun podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I like spewed a few albums. And then I was like, well, this one definitely. But you probably already have a million people who've, who want to do this or, or you've already done it. Um, so I chose Jagged Little Pill mm-hmm. by Alanis Morissette. And I just like I just said the name of the yeah, album, I and I got chills on my arms. This is a chills episode. Like my we hair, haven't had a chills episode yet. My and hair this is on it. my arms just like stood up straight because mm-hmm. it's funny. Like even just thinking about it, because listeners, Janie has a huge amount of. I hair have on a lot of body hair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get a towel? I, I moved or my chair back a few <laughs> <Something>. spaces. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> um, that made me laugh. Um, <laughs> So when this album uh, swept across the nation, because when this album came out, I feel like it was, I, I can't even find the words, but it was so cathartic. Yeah. yeah. I think for women, well, especially my age, I, I want to say it came out when I was in college. Okay. Um, well, we know 95. the truth is something far different. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you want. You can say it came out whenever Fourth you want. Marriage. Uh, uh, <laughs> listeners, Joel and I have known each other for a long time. So this true. is part of the thing. This is part of our, our primary. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so when it came out, it was like it was such an it was such a tender time. Hmm. Um, what year in college do you remember? I can't really remember. Do you know the we year? Could 95. It. Yeah, oh wait, I wasn't in college. I was out of college. Okay. Uh, it was like um, it was June, the, June of 1995. Okay, yes. Okay, so this was the year between my undergrad college and uh, when I started uh, graduate school college. Okay. So I was in this really sort of uh, tenuous time where I was like, if I don't get into grad school, I'm going to... Where everyone's asking what you're going to do with your life. And yeah, and, and I, I, I wanted to study acting. I wanted to go to a classical acting training program. And um, I didn't get in right away. And so I had to stay in South Carolina where I went to college. I was living in Columbia, South Carolina, and work a bunch of jobs, you know, like waiting tables and stuff. And um, I had just gotten out of a relationship uh, when this when this album came out and also I was I I think I've always been a feminist since I was a child but I didn't know it Mm. yeah (laughs) Mm. but I was always on the receiving end of judgment (laughs) for my for like my gender and Mm. status and place and I was the youngest of of you know a very male-dominated household and um 
I grew up in the South and I feel like we were just always expected to be very polite yeah. and not speak, you know, our real rage feelings of what, of like certain injustices, yeah. you know, based on a gender imbalanced society. And so when this album came out and after I'd gotten out of this relationship and I was working so hard and trying to get to the next step in my life, it unleashed so much uh, freedom inside of me. And I don't know how to explain it other than that. I get that, yeah. Yeah. And I know it meant a lot to a lot of people. Like, it was a very popular album. Like, I think it it rose to the top of the chart. Like, she was this artist that no one had heard of. Yeah. She had from had Canada. albums in Canada released, and this was her first... Uh, American release, I believe. Yeah, why? I think so. I think Something so. Like that. Yeah, yeah, she was, I had she was never more heard of, a pop. of her. She was like 19 when she started working on this album. Really? It's and, insane. And but she, the- yeah, I think her previous albums were very poppy and light. Yeah. And probably crafted by a whole management team as sure. well. Uh, well, and that comes out in this album too, like sort of like being shaped by outside uh-huh. voices and stuff yeah. in certain tracks on this album. What was the first song you, you heard? Do you remember? Oh, definitely like uh, you ought to know. Like you ought to you know. Ought to know. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's play that. And I, I just for people who don't who weren't around when or adult when this album came out, you like you don't understand how huge is the fact that it found me in South Carolina. Mm. It was earth shattering. In reading about, up about this, I didn't realize how much it broke in LA. Like, it was played on K Rock first, and I must have heard it on there. Oh, wow. And, like, she recorded in the San Fernando Valley, like, all the stuff where I was like, oh, this. I think this album is one of those ones where, different than what we were just talking about with Bare Naked Ladies, but like, it was made for you, and it yeah. was made for me, and yeah. it was made for you. Like, the more I read about it, the more I'm like, I was meant to find this album. Yeah. This is, I think, the first album that we've had on this podcast where it would have been on my list, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how old is this? You said 95? Yeah. Like, it it will not ever go out of style. It's, like, yeah. this anthem, this breakup anthem, or, you yeah. know, this... As well. I, I guess you'd call it a breakup. Is it a yeah, breakup it's anthem? It's a, like, yeah. A, yeah it's or, like, so a, in your face, like, yeah. a revenge, like... Defiant. Defiant, yeah. totally. This song could speak to generations yes. of people going through those emotions. Mm-hmm. It's not full blame either. Like, it's not, she's like, you're, it is you're an asshole, but it is like, when she, like, I'm calling you in the middle of dinner, like, stuff like that. Like, oh, that's she right. Yeah, is she's, recognizing, like, I think yeah. she's she's a little, like, intense in this, I'm a too. handful. Yeah. yeah, I'm a handful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, what you were saying about, like, the feminist stuff is, I think there's something, like, we're, we still didn't have enough anger in women in we music. To remind me when this broke it was like you could scream this and it felt so you could good. scream sing this song in your car yeah. and feel completely alive yeah like you never felt before mm-hmm. and i and mean she i let did you because she let us feel that way where everything else didn't you know like paula abdul and like you know like pop and uh, 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 mm-hmm. They, pop is tame compared to this. Yes. Like pop is like polite yeah. compared to this. Like cold hearted snake. Like that's fun or whatever. But this is an, on a completely different level. Yeah. yeah. This is such a connected level that it's art. Yeah. To me, it also doesn't feel manufactured yeah. as like it's ra- like rawer. It's yeah. Rawer. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, it's a rawer song. It feel like, <laughs> it's not your song. It's our song. It's not a thing where the music industry was like, okay, you're gonna be the badass and you're gonna yeah. sing the song. It's like no, she's like no, I'm gonna sing from my 
freaking pelvis yeah. of my feelings about everything. And it it just broke through. It just broke through. Yeah. yeah. To be and, able to feel that anger. Yeah. Oh. And she says fuck in it. But she like also like I remember at the time people being completely up in arms about the go down, down on you in a theater. theater. Yeah. Right, right. And it's like now, like the type of music that comes out is it's hilarious that that was yes. fixated upon in 95. Yeah. Of course, male journalists just focused right on that. Yes. Uh, they were threatened probably by the message of it or something. Yeah, and wanted to control it. And part of that, I think, though, is like, she can capitalize on that. Like, mm-hmm. gr- growing up, we know what the world is. We know how people treat women. So it, it is like, I think if in embracing it and just going like, fuck it, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And yeah. then let people be upset with me and let people be angry or let people be up in arms. Like, I, I think there's something so cool. Yeah. She's so cool. She's so, so cool. Young. Yes. I know. My to do that like and I, but also I think that's when you feel emotions the most yeah. or like in the most raw way where you do want to like go like destroy property right. like now I think as adults we mm. you know we it's much more internalized yes. social media changes things it's you but, should like, know not yeah. you ought to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would like I would kind of like you to know actually actually <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you like you don't punch walls as much now as you wanted to as a teenager. Yeah, yeah when, that's when true. When things did feel like life or death. Right. Yes. Yeah, the stakes are really high. Yeah. So Although I, I want to. Yeah. But we but there's restraints. Yeah. You just cut a new paint color for that wall. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to have to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just got my nails the way I like them. <laughs> also, I, I think another element to it is her, her voice is really cool and like kind of like low and cutting and and just dirty a little and and it she wasn't being like pretty yeah or sexy yeah or all these things that the music industry tries to make women into like sort of coquettish or Mm, you know or just pure porn or whatever like she's just like i don't give a f a big I don't never met her or anything but she's not a big lady no like she looks kind of like me like a petite brunette and I think that probably added to my connection to it is that there was this person mm-hmm. you know that looked relatable to me I like that because it also like and this is I wish I thought about this more when I heard it of like She's just being herself, and there's something so sexy and hot about how she's putting herself out there in that way without doing it in the way that we've been told is, yeah. is like attractive. Right. But this like anger, it is like the charisma, all of that is like it pulls you in. Mm-hmm. And, and I, an artist being herself, like yeah. doing what she wants. Yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's it's crazy how rare it but is. But yeah. like, how hard it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you do it? Because there are all of these outside elements, you know, based on commercialism, which is how artists have to survive in America, right? Yeah. So it almost like just to even push past all of that is is an accomplishment. Yeah. Was she a child actor, too? Oh, I feel like that maybe sounds I familiar. I think she was. I, was she reach. on that Green Slime show? Didn't she date Matthew Perry? I think she. I Isn't was this album up, about? Ma- 
No, I, uh, Dave right. Coulier is what. Oh, Dave Coulier. Is, that's what they say. That's right. A lot of this is about. Yeah, and it's. Yeah. I don't think she's ever like flat out denied it, and she has said that like she is singing about spe- a specific person. It's mm. not like a general right thing or guy thing. Uh, <laughs> she appeared on the children's television show. You can't do that on television for oh. five episodes when she was in elementary school. I don't know what that show is. That, I thought that was the Green Slime Show, what where is they that? would drop slime on your head. It was like a children's sketch comedy show yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I remember cable would show it. I feel like I that's bet they how they did slime people. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I watched it when I was a kid here and there. Yeah, I think I cable. I brought that up just uh, <laughs> You keep waiting for somebody to call you a liar. No one is going to. <laughs> <laughs> I brought that up because like there I, I thought there was like you it's the not the normal trajectory is a child actor eventually finding their own voice and being able to and gain respect like that. So I, I think that's, uh, that's another example of why she was sort of, she, she, all that she was able to fight through and yeah. cl- claim for herself is yeah. awesome. Yeah, we don't even know like what she went through as a child actor because I feel like there's yeah. a lot of predatory yeah. Yeah. stuff that goes on in for that. Sure. I think she also invented a way of singing that was mimicked in a lot of artists uh, after her. Yeah. Unfortunately. Like like, Avril Lavigne or something? Yeah, I think there's that sort of, they just sort of grabbed the pastiche of it. Yeah. She broke this ground with this passion and everything. In her own way, I'm sure. And again, like Liz Fair did it before her, but didn't do it in the exact same way. Right. Did not get this wide of a appeal yeah. for sure. No, no. But all. also like I love that out that Liz Fair album, but this is a real rock and roll album. Yeah. Like if you if you then it has like those big instrumentals like yeah. that yeah. crash behind. And yeah. that has a more mainstream thing than that indie rock for so, sure. That sound like it's, you know. Like studio recorded. I'm sure Liz mm. Fair was that was studio recorded, but this feel it feels polished. Yeah, yeah. Liz polished Fair was more and lo-fi. raw. Yeah, and yeah. it's also this has got like Flea and Dave Navarro playing right. on oh, it. On, your, on you ought to know they're oh, really? playing. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Um, and I remember uh, one more thing about the her the style that she invented because I I would hear it on commercials like uh, I, I wish I could remember the exact commercial, but it was just a, somebody singing a jingle, but it was like. Dominoes, you know, it was like a uh-huh. total rip off <laughs> of that breath, breathy, yeah, like um, style. I hope it was Dominoes. Where's <laughs> <laughs> Brown? I hope you get Dominoes as a sponsor after this. <laughs> um, Raisin Brown. I'm high, but I'm grounded. I'm sane, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm lost, but I'm hopeful. The uh, Dead Pilot Society, it's, it's a podcast where they read pilots that ever got picked up that they feel good. And um, there was a musical one. We had a night of two musical ones that we did at the Largo. And one of them was a central character had some sort of brain issue where he, uh, whatever was going on in his life, he, he so would you, see... you played that part, right? Because of the brain issue? <laughs> Jenny felt motivated to stop me with her hand um, because works. I only respond to signal, physical signals. <laughs> um, the the lead character can, uh, if there's something on his mind, he will grab a song from his mental memory and he will see it being danced out in front of him, like a, a song that exists. And okay. you ought to know was one of uh. the and. We, I didn't play that part, but we, there was a big chorus and we would all join in. There was a band playing and then we would all join in on the chorus numbers. And You Oughta Know was the, the best feeling in the world. I think the audience started singing along with they us. Did. Yeah. So cool. We had other songs that we sang, but that, I think that was the one that we were the loudest on because that chorus is so emotional and like everyone connects with it and uh, I just I remember getting chills just it's singing it. It's almost a joyful it's almost joyful. Yeah it's a positive. Because it's yeah. like it's like you're speaking your mind like sh- or she's speaking your mind but you're speaking your mind yeah. if you're singing it and yeah. that is that feels so liberating. Yeah. And being heard. It is so yeah, cathartic. Yeah being heard. Yeah. Being not invisible you know. Yeah. And not being stepped on all the time or yeah. something. Yeah. It is like it's it's very liberating. 
I'm sad, but I'm laughing. I'm brave, but I'm chicken shit. I'm sick, but I'm- The cool thing she does with this album too is I, I think she tries to not tell us like, she's not all this or all that. Yeah. Like she's not all anger. Yeah. Like this, this and like ironic are both like, these just like, I mean, they hippie mean songs. something, yeah. but they're hippie songs. They're <laughs> a little bit songs. more yeah. like, uh, they, they are you can't so pin commentary. Me down. You can't pin me down yeah. is what she's saying. Or you can't pin women down. We're people. We're yeah. humans. Like we're multidimensional. Multi exactly. Yeah. You're saying one thing and doing another mm -hmm. is what this song is, but it's still like, there's less anger in this one. Yeah. And that's Great. The whole album doesn't have to be this this one anger, like the one we just passed. You don't have to go back to it, but the one that's like very religious, forgiven. Oh, right. oh yeah. Is like, it's anger with, I mean, that's still anger, but it's anger with religion instead of anger with a, a man. It's also really good. It's just different, and she has yeah. a nice slow build into it. And but like, you get the sense that right, no is one it forgiven is that what it's called? Yeah, this yeah. is forgiven, and you get the sense that no one told her to do this. She's yeah. like, this is what I want to say. Yeah. yeah, and that's a huge like growing up with religion and going mm. pulling away from it. I know that's all. I feel like she's been. Yeah, she it's like a Catholic big school. theme with her. Yeah. yeah, and so did I. Yeah. So, this must have spoken to yeah. you. Especially I mean, at that age where you're like, yeah, really. And Tori you know. Amos too. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Save yeah. Save a little piece of the pie for yeah. Tori. <laughs> but that whole like theme of being like constricted by, you know, ca Catholicism. Yeah. Catholicism is such a. I, did you grow? You grew up Catholic. I'm Jewish. Oh, you grew up I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish, Janie. <laughs> just so you know. Okay. Did you grow up? No, you didn't grow Episcopalian, up. Episcopalian, which is oh, okay. What they call Catholic light. But you know, Catholic school is incredibly misogynistic. Yeah, no doubt. And religion in general. Religion is in general. Just oh, yeah. But Catholic, but like we yeah. grew up but, like yes. going to church every week. Where we saw a man yeah. like be the boss of everything and these nuns like being kind of like treated like garbage. Yeah. That had to have shaped Alanis Morissette's view of, I mean, cause most, most Catholics I know or grew up with are no longer Catholic. Yeah. 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 No, once I got to college and took like ethics classes, theology, like I took you know, mind opens a little bit yeah, more. Like yeah, like I went to like a liberal arts co uh, college. Right. Yeah, and it was like, oh, you don't have to. <laughs> in in the Catholic yeah. Church, like the I'm oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. The, the worst view of it is that they they view women as either Madonnas or whores. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Madonna whore, though, like, Madonna also was a very influential part of my youth. Yes. Yeah. And Madonna the artist. Madonna the artist. And I, if, sometimes I look back at Madonna, and I'll just, like, go into her videos and stuff. She was really a performance artist. I think I agree. With, I think that's a good take to I, about her. Yeah. Who... Who was incredibly talented mm -hmm. at what at her mess at getting her message out mm -hmm. and and being unapologetic about it. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm sure Alanis Morissette listened to oh, that yeah. like that People same Madonna this album song to to Madonna. They do. Yeah, this is like. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean it's all connected, right? And, yeah. And she also was a ca uh, raised Catholic. Yeah. And a lot of her stuff is about religion, death, and sex and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, but in a much more removed artistic way. Yeah, you're right. The performance art. She is. That's a good way to. <laughs> Here I go. Categorize yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> but no, if you want, we want to. We want to categorize yeah. people. But it's. I think like we know we can put people in multiple categories, but I think yeah. when people are trying to do reviews or like quips about the, you know, like they want to go like, she's all this, but nobody's yeah. all anything. Right. right. Except Joel. <laughs> I'm all love. <laughs> all love. So there's a song on this album 
Let's play it. If you're going to say the same one I was just thinking about, it would be very... The see right through you? No, but... Um... See right through you. Right through you? Is right through you the one where she's basically like... She talks about the entertainment industry and they're... And they're... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is so good. You didn't wait for all the information before you turned me away. Wait a minute, sir. You kind of hurt my feelings. You see me as a sweet Awesome. Yeah. This song is literally works today. Yes. As much as it does in 95. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we she's just, just had... so angry. She has so much anger about everything and she just gets it all yeah. out. Yeah. It's so cool. It's like she's not letting anybody off the hook. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think it is so cool to do it not just about a guy because I think that does marginalize it's about the it. That world. does. Yeah. yeah. But like doing it about like. Music industry religion. and religion, and that like it does it 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 makes it impossible to compartmentalize her into just oh she's just an angry bitch yeah about men or what you know like and I say this is about the music industry but I I suspect that this song could also be applied to any woman seeking a career yeah mm-hmm. that is male dominated yeah right which is almost every career yeah <laughs> <laughs> except for what teaching and nursing or something modeling or, yeah. female modeling. Oh yeah, female modeling. Oh no, but that's probably female run. <laughs> I would suspect that a lot of them, a lot of men are gatekeepers in that. That's world. true. But what about female lawyering? <laughs> <laughs> female astronauting. Um, so apparently, that we there was um, this year the Academy Awards. They gave away thirty six awards, and only or thirty nine, and only six of them were awarded to females and. Two of those categories are designated female yeah. awards. Best actress. Yeah, best actress and supporting actress. And it's kind of like how I thought, this is what angers Progress. me about our industry. Because, you know, we all work in show business, so we're very skewed toward what's going on in that industry. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going on in a ton of other industries too, but just basically what our knowledge of it is, is there's a lot of lip service in today. Or at least in the or in the past couple of years of elevating female voices as storytellers and creators and makers, but it is a it's kind of a joke. Yeah, the reality of it. The reality of it is not any different than it was like ten years ago. Maybe incrementally. I think. Yeah, maybe I incrementally. Think I think it is so. I'm not pleased with it, but like I do think it's moving in the right direction. But it's. So slow. But there are watchdog groups that look out for this. Like yeah. I think the Gina Davis uh, Institute, uh-huh. like they actually like count and 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 keep statistics on this. And I, it's not uh, linear. Yeah. It's not linear. Like some, like some, like there was. I want to say 2012 or something. This statistic about the Academy Awards awarded. There were more women that were uh-huh. awarded the awards, and then it like. And then everybody patted kinda, themselves on the back. And then they yeah. went back to, to yeah. yeah. And so we've done a good job. Now we yeah. can go back to the yeah. 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 And so the See Right Through You song to me is like, I feel like I could sing and, and listen and feel the feel the message of that song just as vividly today in my own experiences yeah. with the industry that I'm in. Yeah. You know, than any other sure. time that it was played. Yeah. So I think it's kind of like we have to be sort of mindful because. You know, all this like congratulatory, like we are elevating women. It's like, show me the numbers, dude. Yeah. Show mm-hmm. me the freaking numbers. But I've, <laughs> yeah. I've posted on Facebook a lot about it. It, it hasn't so done any. So tr- you're doing your part is what you're saying. <laughs> but you don't thank, have a public profile. And that's you, probably why it hasn't uh, turned the yeah. corner. Everyone say thank you to Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
you said you remember exactly where you were, right? Oh, yeah. And who you were with. I was with, so ninth grade was like a particularly really hard year for me. Mm-hmm. I had just started a new school. It was just like a very bad year. And towards the end of it, I made a friend. I had friends. Like a new school a meaning because you went from middle to high or because you changed areas? I cha- I um, I went to a junior high that was like, very. it was an all girls, very competitive school and then I while was while I was there realized I or just we discovered I had learning disabilities so I switched schools um that to a school that's like specialized to deal in with that. your yeah to, to pay attention to your learning exactly so it wasn't like transition from eighth so was it from grade. single sex to co-ed it was from single because I went to from co-ed. co-ed to single sex and I think that's a probably easier transition. I think so because I went from in elementary school it was co-ed, but I was always I was very afraid to talk to boys. And then junior high, girls were very mean. Okay. They were very mean. I just had a very bad experience in junior high. It was the teenage years were very rough. And then you had this undiagnosed learning disability. Exactly. So like then I got, went to this school, and like it was just I just had to like learn how to be a person in a different way there and had a group of friends and lost a group of friends like it was just this whole like it was very very high school very yeah. teenage stuff and I very heightened like going from so that heightened. to like not just going from middle school where you know everybody to the high school then you still know everybody is all, already traumatic and being a freshman yes. in high school sucks yeah. no matter how you slice yeah. it because you were literally the lowest person on the totem pole yep it was a yeah. super small school and they it was mainly guys there were like four women in my class, four girls in my class. Like, and I graduated with like 30 kids. Like it was a very small um, school, but then you're friends with like everybody in different grades. Okay. Um, and this group, this is a very, I'll tell the story another time. This is, I, whatever. I basically like shoplifted and lost friends. It was a very weird Uh-oh. thing. Like a group of girls turned on me, but I think because I, I was partially at fault. Like I lied. And uh-huh. said like I didn't do it. They did it, and oh, whatever. You sold them out. <laughs> I sold them out. I was an arc, but also it was very complicated. Yeah. Or not? It was very high school. It's something that would happen in and ninth grade, exactly. and then be devastating. And it was so dramatic, and so they dropped me. Ugh. This group of girls dropped me, and there were so few people. So I spent a lot of ninth grade just like being by myself or like floating around and then I went to a party that I really didn't want to go to that my mom was like you've got to go and I just you sat there gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another girl there that like we her name is Aubrey uh, is I Aubrey um, to this day to this day <laughs> and she also like kind of didn't want to be there and we like became the best of friends she Aww. was a junior and I was a freshman and she wasn't like an outcast she was just like I, she was just there you look yeah. at this as sort of like the breakthrough moment for you I think when so. you met Aubrey exactly and then she and I I remember we walked we she lived in Sherman Oaks and we walked to the warehouse or maybe got a ride somewhere in the valley okay. or music plus one of those yeah um, and we I remember buying this album I didn't have that many CDs at the time and I remember like we I think we probably both got a copy of it because we'd probably been hearing her on the radio or yeah. whatever and like I just it's it's so like locked in with Aubrey in that time hmm. this album wasn't about like a guy for me but it was just like such a hard time and like right. to get anger out in any way and this it just like spoke to me yeah It's so good. It's like such a weird. I don't like thinking it's about that so time cool that much. That it's so cool that it can like, like apply to different emotional uh, situations. Totally. That you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. know, Joel. Did you have any? Well, that yeah. that reminds me of just throughout life. I don't know if this is what Aubrey was like, but I run into people who are so unaffected. And they say the right thing to me that I don't know that well, but they yeah. are, <coughs> they don't care that I'm a freshman. They don't care that I'm this. They don't care that I'm this. They just treat me like a real person. Yes. Yeah. And they, uh, I 
or like in, in work situations where I'm the new person and there's somebody who yes. comes and helps me out yes. and sees who I, I'm vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, those are heroes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. It's coming at the right time at the yeah. exact right moment. Yes. I'm not yeah. going to cry. No, I I think that's an important thing to remember all the time. Yeah. Because I think we all have that ability to be that to other people. Yeah. And then we should always be thinking about yeah. that ways that we can do that. Yeah. Yeah, you could be a hero. You could it's be true. a hero. I mean, like sometimes, like the smallest act of kindness is the thing that can really make a difference in somebody's self esteem or self worth. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. about that a lot. I remember at a restaurant that I was so scared about because I was I just didn't know anything about. It's so food. overwhelming to yeah. learn to work around. I don't know if anyone out there out there has ever had like their first <laughs> restaurant. I can remember too, like the first time I ever worked in a restaurant, thinking at the end of the night, the manager was like, "How'd it go?" And I was like, "I cannot do this. Yeah, I can't. I don't know how to do this." And and she was like, "No, you will. You will." Yeah. This. Um, I worked at a Tex-Mex restaurant as a busboy when I was in high school, but this was being a waiter at a restaurant with a full bar with so many different kinds of dishes that I didn't know about. And I felt so vulnerable, but there was this server who was, um, who had been there for a long time. He saw that I was terrified and just helped me, um, cut lemons like he's like this is how you do this and then right. there's other things that I was just petrified that he was like here's how you do this yeah. here's how you just just come to me if you need anything um, made me feel that I had a friend yeah that an ally um, and he never wanted anything beyond just to help and you need that sometimes yeah I, yeah that's very cool and the, to like remember him you wouldn't normally remember him no but like that's that's very cool I'll, I'll never forget him now yeah oh yeah. Do you remember where you were with this album? Did it meet Minneapolis? Did, yeah. Um, yeah, it was like Liz Fair. Were you working at um, June Lun? June Lun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> That's <laughs> like that a restaurant. Re- I don't know what that is. It's a That's theater. My theater company oh, it's a thirty. It's I knew a, that. But like, kind of like cool cred goes along with it. Was it. Cool cred. Like, in if you're yeah. like a theater geek. Yeah. Like, I guess. Yeah. We are. A regional I mean, theater. I thought it was a restaurant, so you can leave me out of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, theater nerds on the side of the table, yes. like that. It's with a theater company that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but I saw a Junlun production in Minneapolis once, and I was blown away. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. But I remember this song, and it being just whoa. You it's couldn't just escape outrageous. this, it this was song. Great. You could not escape this song no. when it came out. I'm like, surprised we didn't end up hating it. Like, it, it just it, was so oversaturated. But it was so fresh at the time. So I think, you know, I unfortunately, like, it was ubiquitous. Like, it was, it it became this sort of official corporate release, and everything was Alanis Morissette. And they took the F word out for radio play. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. And go down on you, right? Didn't they bleep out? Yeah, I think, I think they, they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. yeah. And I just love the outrageousness of it. And, um,. The, I'm of course, I'm a big, if it, the music is great, then I'm so on board with it. Um, and you hear that Flea's on it, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to like this. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I resisted after it became too much. Like, not her, just the saturation. Well, too much, yeah. And I was uh, unfortunately part of the... Uh, that's not the definition of ironic. Um, oh, I remember yeah. all that. Like and looking back, that's so mansplaining. It is. It's like <laughs> it's a song about like crazy stuff that like yeah. like yeah. Murphy's Law or whatever. But I think if it hadn't been such a big hit, you know, people always want to take anyone down, down a notch, down a notch yeah. when yes. they when they see opportunity. And so, like, mm-hmm. I don't think 
she was going like, I'm an expert at this. I think it was, you know, like, yeah, it's it, not my favorite song on the album, but it is no. like, it's, a, it's fine. It's fine. I think what I resisted was the list songs that she would did that felt like um, journal yeah. gushing. It, this is a list song where it's like, it's like this, it's like this. And what was the other one that she, maybe it was after this album, that felt like a list of, uh, what was the, oh, she, what was the, the oh, hit, the the hit thank after you, the, thank you, yes. Africa, or thank like you, this, thank, thank you, that, that. thank oh, you, this. Yeah. It, it, it had that same, thank you. I don't think yeah. that's on this album. No, it yeah. was after that, and that's what I, I kept on, because I don't think I actually got the album. Yeah. I just, um, you were absorbing, absorbing it. her, liking her. Um, I remember Brian Baumgartner was really into her, I think. Oh, um, no way. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, he was the one that was like pushing her on me. Like, you've got to listen so to this. Um, and uh, so he had the album. I was living him with him for a few months here and there, spending a lot of time with him for sure. And he would always be playing. So I, I got it through It's him. funny that you mentioned that too, because I kind of wonder like <coughs> if this album was important to like straight dudes, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I looking back at this and Liz Fair, I wish I wish I would have listened more to her. Right. I, I I I loved the Liz Fair album. I um it was so impressive to me and uh but I uh I, I now like Will Hines did this uh did that and he's he, he really got into the lyrics and I wish I would have paid more attention because of everything that she sang. That second album though, yeah. like it is interesting for it has I loved this album. I like wore this album out. Didn't buy the second one. Yeah, me I neither. don't know why. Like, what is my problem with that? I get so mad at myself. You've noticed that in a, as a pattern. In yes, yourself, yeah. I like listen to like a song over and over again, and then never seek out the full album or I never have like to pursue say, the artist. I, know, I didn't get her second album either, but I wonder if it's because this album, like the bar, was too high or something. Yeah, <laughs> but sometimes people meet that bar and exceed it. And this, I think, she got it all out, mm-hmm. and then it there was not. And in less. general, this was yeah. like yeah. not the kind of music I listen to all the time. Mm. Like I listen to a lot of country. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Oh, that makes sense then. Yeah. Who? Who? I know. Could you, besides Tori Amos, would you? Was there another artist that you were like, ah, this before she came out, they were like, this is my. Oh yeah. North will Star. You, will you look for the um, the other options if you have it still? Oh, I yeah. think yeah. I remember my. Oh, oh that yeah. I said were oh, important. To yeah, me. but wait, but but you can answer Joel's question. Sorry. The I amount just, of text that Janie and I do, it might make it impossible. It's gonna be really far away. But yeah, what <laughs> other artists were like meant something to you? Well, or? like definitely early Bonnie Raitt. I listened. I think oh, that yeah. was one of the albums I put forth. Was yeah. her is, what is yeah, it true. called when the name of the album is the name of eponymous? Yeah, her oh. eponymous album. Oh. Her eponymous oh, album. I never was like, knew that. That's why that was okay. That makes sense. Oh, speaking of, I loved REM <laughs> uh, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, REM had that, and I didn't know it was an eponymous. The album was called eponymous. Yeah, it was called eponymous. That's what I always think of, singles. but I didn't realize that's that a that good that one. Yeah. But like Bonnie, like early Bonnie Raitt to me is also like a feminist icon yeah. because totally. she's singing like these blues songs that are basically like I'm a badass woman. Don't cheat on me. Um, and if you do, <laughs> then see you later or whatever. Yeah. And it's, and I guess I was absorbing that music as music I loved because it's really good music. Yeah. But I didn't realize until like now in this stage in my adulthood, looking back on it, like those messages were very healing to me. Yeah. As a young woman. Being on, you did not. Did. What do you see on there? Okay, <laughs> that was a long time ago. Well, I was. I just you probably typed Bonnie in Bonnie Ray. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we only smart. texted about Bonnie Ray that one time. Yeah. So. No. Uh, I can't remember. You said Jesus was a Capricorn. Oh, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. yeah. That album was important to me as a child, though, because yeah. we had the eight track. Yeah. So yeah. I, so it was Bonnie Ray squeeze, Alanis Morissette. Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson and Buffett. Great. Yep. That's it. We made the right in choice. In a nutshell. I feel good about well, this. Well, because I feel like Jagged Little Pill. No, because of these albums, of these albums, those are like those were personal to me. Jagged Little Pill, per, I feel like swept. Yeah. It was a phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. It truly was. Like someone should do a documentary about it. <laughs> agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, 100% agreed. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. The three of us. Alanis. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to jump to a song yeah. that's... Okay, so 
It's the last song. It's the secret track. Oh, you know about is the it? Secret track. It's go to the very last oh, song. Yeah. And now then, I remember that because also wasn't there like a big pause yes. between the final song and uh, the yes, bonus. But it's all listen, track. It's all. It's like you ought to know again. The alternate. Yeah, and then, and then go to the very end and let it play through, okay. right? Okay, like okay. scrolled like halfway oh, yeah, through. Oh yeah, eight. Yeah. So like, this is so. It's so. It doesn't happen anymore. No, you're right. To do a secret track because people don't buy CDs, CDs. anymore. They don't listen so you that way. It's very hard to have that, and people are too impatient. And yeah, um, they're like, it, there's I a long pause scroll, in between. I, it's a long pause. I remember because yeah. you think like, oh, it's done, and then yeah. How do you remember that? It's, I didn't even remember that. Deborah. It, it came on yesterday when I was listening to it, See? and it's. Like it's an acapella song, and it's I forget what it's called. It's like you, you shouldn't be here. It's like the end of the credits in yes. a movie when they show like a little like teaser. Yeah, Sergeant Fury, yeah. Fury comes out. And <laughs> but it's, it is <laughs> it like Alanis Morissette. I want you to be in the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or the Avengers. Yeah. I want you to be in the, the Avengers. Avengers or X Men. Whatever. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, you're born into the X Men. It's not like <laughs> something you can like become, but it's fun. Yes. It's fine, Joel. Uh, it's fine. I remember I this. It's like it is haunting. so heartbreaking. It's so haunting. Just her going to an ex's house and being there alone and realizing he's moved on. And it is. Oh, it's like so. (laughs) I see your house is full. I'm proud of us for nobody did a cut it out joke, and I'm I'm proud of us. (laughs) Maybe it's called Without Permission. Would you forgive me, love, if I dance in your shower? Would you forgive me, love, if I laid in your bed? It's all like, would you forgive me? It's super stalkery. That's kind of where it falls in, where it's like she's not fully going like your dick, your dick, your dick. She's going like I'm I'm in your house and I shouldn't be here. Yeah, Yeah. I can't get over it. Yeah. Put on your own. Do you think this track though was an answer to you ought to know? Like where like like you go through the anger phase and then you go through the like grief phase yeah. mm. where you're like Yeah. No, Maybe. I just am missing you or something? I would love to know. Or like, like a part two. Yeah. Yeah, like it's like the steps of grieving. Yes. Yes. Oh. Liz, everyone should just listen to this later too, because it's the whole thing. It's so mm. She's such a great rock voice. Yes. And this is just her going like, yeah, I can fucking do without music. Yeah. I don't yeah. fucking need you back up. Like, Get out of here, Flea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> flea. Flea. You forget <laughs> Laugh at that. <laughs> this, the hidden, hidden track is Joel just going, Flea. 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 Flea, are you there? Flea. Where'd you go? <laughs> I mean, it's super stalkery. Yeah, that's it's super. No one thing. listening to this podcast should enter anyone's home without permission. Just, is yeah. what we're saying. And we know that somewhere on the other side of town, in a multiplex, his new girlfriend is going down on him. <laughs> during the Titanic, during watching Forrest Gump. <laughs> what else came out in '95? <laughs> if I cry in your shower. So forgive me, love, for the salt in your bed. So forgive me, love, if I cry all afternoon. What did we learn today, Deb? I learned what eponymous means. <laughs> oh, you did! Because I did. always knew, like, I knew it as an REM album. I knew it meant something. I think if I had ever, like, put any thought into it, I probably could have put it together. But I didn't realize that it's the self-titled or the yeah, self-titled I, album. I heard it, but but also, like, I get it confused. What is it called when there's only, like, three songs? EP? Yeah, I got oh, it yeah, confused yeah, yeah. with EP. <laughs> but I feel like that's it's short like, for eponymous. That's a nice thing that I, like, should have known for my whole life. And mm. I did it. And oh. so I feel grateful to That's have learned cool. that today. I'm sure I learned other things, but that was a big one. I learned about Aubrey. Aww. I like Aubrey. Aubrey Kleiman. 
She's still. I don't know where Wait, she is. You want to be Aubrey? I want to be. You want to be, be everybody's Aubrey. Aubrey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was. She was wonderful. That's she was cool. a good friend. Should be for when I need Everyone should friend. be an Aubrey. Or we a Steve. Have, or a Steve. I think we all have Aubrey's. We all have part of Aubrey in us, and we have to be mindful to let it out. Yeah. Access your Aubrey. Yeah. Access your Aubrey. Yo. Access your Aubrey. I learned that Freddie Mercury died before the good AIDS drugs came out, and that's kind of the most heartbreaking uh, thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Because he could have given us so many more year, of yeah. years of, of amazing music. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just criminal. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, Truly. You're absolutely right. So upsetting. Jamie Hedda Tompkins is, is an actor, writer, and producer. <laughs> well, best known for her work as Janie the Stagehand on Comedy Bang Bang, as well as being on shows like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Regular Show. And uh, let's not forget her podcast, Janie and Aaron Does Hollywood. Which uh, is making a comeback soon. Yes, where do you think they might find that? Well, you can find all of our back catalog on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts, because it should feed into there, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, which we just posted back online. We took like a three-year hiatus. <laughs> right. Um, um, and then we're going to launch new episodes um, this year. So cool. we're working on that now. So Awesome. Her final credit is she's been my long-suffering friend. Long How many be years? Beleaguered. How long have you guys known each other? Be be 2003, two, I would imagine. I met yeah, you. Yeah, I moved here at the end of 2001. And, oh, I my gosh. I moved here gosh. in 2002. That's a, oh, so you moved in. Yeah, we were friends right away. Joel and I went to the same drama school, but okay. not at the same time. Okay. I was an undergrad. She was a grad. He would have graduated literally months before I started my Whoa. grad program. And then you guys found each other. And then we found each other out here in L.A. Those years uh, before we met were the best of our lives. <laughs> um, uh, it was There was a freedom unknown. <laughs> that we've been chasing <laughs> yeah. ever, ever since. Uh, she can be found on Twitter at Janie Haddad. J A N I E H A double D. Don't get mad at my political rantings. <laughs> <laughs> we all have opinions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In conclusion, trying to. <laughs> we all have our opinions. And what was the other thing that we wanted to say? Wait. Everyone access your Aubrey. Aubrey. Access your inner Aubrey. Get no, access, access your Aubrey. Your, yeah. Yeah. Access your Aubrey. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Janie. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Janie. This was awesome. Oh, my pleasure. I love this. This is the Goosebumps episode. <laughs> Goosebumps. Yeah. Thank you, Deb. Thank you, Joel. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to this particular album is very, very important to me. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, all at this particular album. The show is produced by Joel Spence, Deborah Tarika, Ryan Middledorf, and everyone at Campfire Media. Artwork by Anna Salinas. Music by Joel Spence. See you next time. Hey, Batch Nation. It's Alex. And Sarah. And we've had so much fun recapping Becca's season of The Bachelorette that we obviously decided to cover the season of Bachelor in Paradise. Almost Paradise. Episodes will air on ABC starting August 7th. And look for episodes from us, TTBP, every Thursday starting August 9th. Hopefully Grocery Joe doesn't find love. That way he's still on the market. <laughs> Get it? No. Almost Campfire.